morning and welcome to New Life. We are so excited that you joined us this morning. My name is Megan. I'm the pastor of Dominican Ministries here in the Dominican Republic. And we are so excited because we just finished our food bag distribution. Because of you, New Life Church, we were able to distribute 750 food bags along with other people supporting us. But we are so excited that during this pandemic, we're still able to come along seaside people, show them Christ's love, and uh, offer them some relief during this time. And so I want to thank you and I want to welcome you to church this morning. Welcome to New Life! Trish. Good morning, New Life. I hope that uh, New Life and friends, of course, I hope that you were uh, just encouraged to see Megan Ratnam in the Dominican Republic. And we had a conversation this week, and I thought it would be neat for her to start our, our time together this morning. So thank you, Megan, for being willing to do that. And thank you for the good work that you're doing, and we are grateful to be able to partner with Megan in helping our brothers and sisters um, in places like Caribayou and Ascension uh, Village in, uh, in the Dominican. Well, it is August 23rd. The summer is soon winding down. And I know for some of you that's depressing, for others of you that's exciting, and it's just this whole mixed bag of what we're all experiencing these days. I wanted to take the opportunity to thank many of you for filling in our recent survey that we have been putting out on our weekend emails and ask if you have not filled in that survey if you could do that. Now we received some great feedback this week. This is the wonder of, uh, or the joy of communication and how you learn to always communicate better. Quite a number of people had thought that it was the same survey we had put out two months ago, and it's not. It is an entirely different survey. The last one was about how you're doing and what do you miss. This one is all about how you are going to be involved with us in September moving forward. We've had a great response from our 50 plus crowd. So thank you to all of you who uh, are retired and you have so much time on your hands and you never know what to do with all the time in your day. So you fill in our survey. Of course, we know that's not true. But we also want to ask if you have young children, our young families, uh, the 40 and under crowd. Uh, I recognize that if your inbox is anything like mine, you get lots. And it's just kind of you go through and maybe I'll get to it later or you just don't even bother. And I'm asking if you could take the time to fill in that survey. It will take you two minutes. Uh, check your email from uh, the weekend that came from New Life. It's right at the very top of the email. Click that link, fill in the survey. It is really helping us get a good read for uh, what, we're, what we can expect uh, in September, October moving forward. So if you haven't done that survey, particularly if you're a younger family, younger age bracket, uh, we would love to get that feedback from you. So we've got a good read on the entire congregation and how everyone is thinking about the autumn. And we know that you might not be able to answer everything affirmatively and you're not sure. Um, that's the golden phrase, you know, I don't know, I'm not sure, we'll wait and see. Uh, we get it. But if you could fill it out, that would help so much. We are going to include something uh, that we haven't for quite some time for uh, just a number of um, 
reasons, um, one particularly about the challenge of doing it well, and that is to have some music for you to listen to. A couple of weeks ago, uh, we had several people come in, we recorded them, and then we put it together uh, for uh, just uh, some of our Wednesday night programming. And we took uh, one song from that and we wanted to invite you to just enjoy this song, if you know it, to sing along as you can in your home as our music team um, leads us in, in this particular song. And then immediately following that, Rob Henderson, who was at one time on staff here and is dear to many uh, in our New Life family, Rob came in and he read some scripture for us. And he's going to immediately following the music read from Acts chapter six for us. And that will be the base of our teaching for today. So we'll give it over to the team now to lead us in music. Good morning, I'm Rob. I've been coming to New Life about 20 years now. I have been retired for the last five, but prior to that, I was a pastor here at New Life Church. This morning, I'm gonna be reading from Acts chapter six, verses one through seven. But as the believers rapidly multiplied, there were rumblings of discontent. The Greek-speaking believers complained about the Hebrew-speaking believers saying that their widows were being discriminated against in the daily distribution of food. So the twelve called a meeting of the, all the believers, and they said, we apostles should spend our time teaching the word of God, not running a food program. And so, brothers, select seven men who are well-respected and are full of the Spirit and wisdom. We will give them this responsibility then we apostles can spend our time in prayer and teaching the word. Everyone liked this idea, and they chose the following. Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit, Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas of Antioch, an earlier convert to the Jewish faith. These seven were presented to the apostles who prayed for them as they laid their hands on them. So God's message continued to spread. The number of believers greatly increased in Jerusalem, and many of the priests were converted too. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word and its uh, relevance in our lives. And Father, these are uh, troubling times we're living in right now, and uh, we just trust in you that uh, you'll provide us uh, safety and guidance in our daily lives. Um, we never know what's going to happen from one day to the next. And with this uh, virus that's going around, Lord, we just um, sometimes throw our hands up and just don't know what to do. But um, we just pray for your guidance and, um, and a blessing on the families who are affected by this um, all over the country. And, Lord, we know that um, you've got a plan, and uh, we just want to hear that and, and follow that in our daily lives. Uh, Father, we love you and um, pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, Steve and the music team. Thanks, Rob, for doing those things for us. Uh, it was nice to have the music. I'm sure many of you have missed that, uh, as have I. We've been doing a lot of gardening this summer, more than we have other summers, and I think a lot of other people have. Uh, that was the challenge we found, trying to get plants and stuff in the spring. And the gardens are looking great. 
And I wanted to show you a picture of uh, one part of our garden in the back. Now, this is not something we did this summer, but this is a, our clematis vine and uh, on our shed. And this year in the spring, when it, we had, it was all cut back and it's down at the ground and we want it to come up, it needs a trellis to support it. So uh, the old trellis was in pretty rough shape and Claire had asked if, uh, if I could put a new trellis up. So I went and grabbed an old piece of uh, leftover lattice from some fencing project that we did last summer and I put it up and uh, you can see the in the second picture um, the close-up of the lattice that is there and you can see it's very narrow at the top and when we put it up Claire had asked you know is that going to be enough and I'm like oh yeah that'll be good it'll work fine and and of course uh, in her wisdom she saw ahead and I didn't and uh, as the summer went on and the vine grew the trellis wasn't enough to support the growth of the vine so in this other picture that you can see now, you can see how we had to augment the trellis. We had to adapt it and change it by adding some string um, to hold up the vine or else it was just going to fall over onto the ground. But we, we made those changes and the trellis supported the vine. It wasn't a pretty trellis. Next year I will properly put in something significant to hold it all in place and look good but we got to enjoy a healthy vine this summer. And it, at one point it was loaded with big purple flowers and it was beautiful. Uh, the picture that I took just this past week, obviously it's at the end of its life with the flowers, but, but there's this analogy that works really well in this story about the vine and the trellis and how there has to be a, a good trellis in place to support a healthy vine and to allow the vine to be healthy and to grow and to flourish and to blossom. And I think that's a great analogy for the church, that uh, the church, the people are connected into the vine, Jesus himself. In, in John 15, you can read all about that uh, analogy to the church. And we want to have a system in place or the trellis in place that supports the vine well, that allows for growth, that allows for flourishing, that allows for wonderful blossoming. And this is something that the church has had to adapt uh, throughout its entirety. Um, I want to read what Rob read for us this morning from Acts chapter 6, which I think is a good example of how uh, the trellis is there to support the vine. And, and we want to see the vine flourish, but we also need to make sure that the trellis is um, tended to so that the vine can flourish. So I want to read from Acts chapter 6 again and just walk you through this. And we'll put the, the verses up on screen so you can follow along. So in Acts 6, we read this. But as the believers rapidly multiplied, there were rumblings of discontent. And that is the first sign that a shift is needed. The rapid growth of the early church is requiring the early church to think about shifting, changing, adapting. So the Greek-speaking believers complained about the Hebrew-speaking believers, saying that their widows were being discriminated against in the daily distribution of food. There was great success, growth happened, then they had to shift what they were doing in order to adapt to the growth so that the vine could flourish. So the 12, the original leaders of the early church, they were with Jesus. They called a meeting of all the believers and they said, we apostles should spend our time 
teaching the word of God, not running a food program. So here we've got the apostles saying, here's our priority. Our priority is teaching and prayer. Not to say that the food program isn't important, but they recognized that some priorities had to be put in place in order to organize well. So they said, brothers, select seven men who are well-respected and are full of the spirit and wisdom, and we will give them this responsibility. And this is reflecting a cultural norm of, of uh, strong male dominance in society. So when you read the scriptures here in this case, it's reflecting that, not um, true of how we operate today. But you see the organizing taking place. Select seven people, and they will look after caring for the needs of the community. And then we can spend our time in teaching and in prayer. And then they list the, the names of those seven people. And they were presented to the apostles in verse 6, who prayed for them and laid their hands on them. And in verse 7, so God's message continued to spread, and the number of believers greatly increased in Jerusalem, and many of the Jewish priests were converted as well. And here's this great example of the early church having to prioritize and then organize in their willingness to shift to uh, a need of their time um, to realize the situation and make adaptations, to pivot or to shift. So the priority is that the apostles are saying, our job is to focus on the teaching and to focus on, on prayer and on kind of that, that spiritual element. And in order for the vine to flourish, we're going to assign some other people to take care of the daily distribution of the food and caring for the physical needs. And it's this great example of, of an act of love to focus on the vine. And I think what they realized was, you know, the system that we have in place needs to change. And if we don't change it, the vine's going to suffer. And people are going to be left out, or there's going to be uh, disgruntled feelings, or something's not going to work right. And they adapted, they shifted. When what was or should have been wasn't, they, they shifted. And that's exactly where we find ourselves now at this time. We've been, you know, five months now into this new era of COVID-19, and I guess we'll call it COVID-20 next year. I'm not sure. We know it's still going to be with us. And we recognize that we are not going back to what was. We're not going to wait, or when we regather, just go back and do things the way they were. We are creating a new normal. We are adapting the trellis to allow for the vine to flourish in the weeks, in the months, and the years that will follow. And one of the key ingredients in adapting the trellis uh, will involve our volunteer culture. And what we're seeing is that in the future, the need that we're going to have is to inspire, encourage, and organize uh, in whole new ways around this volunteer culture of meeting needs, of seeing growth happen, of caring for one another. Uh, so that the vine flourishes and so that the vine blossoms. And we're going to talk in just a moment about some of the, the new areas of emphasis where we are going to be asking you to become involved uh, as a part of our New Life family. But prioritizing and organizing are acts of love that the early church embraced, that we're embracing today in order to make sure that that we don't spend all of our time on the trellis, but we actually spend our time focusing on the vine, on the people, on the growth, 
on the relationships, on the health. And we don't want to completely ignore the trellis, neither do we want to spend too much time on the trellis or spend too much time on the systems and the programs so that we forget about the actual thing that we're working towards and that is the health of the vine. And of course, it's really about staying plugged into Jesus and allowing the nutrients that come from him to flourish through us as individuals, but through all of us as a community of believers together. So I want to give another example of how the early church adapted. So first of all, it was the growth that required them to adapt. But then you come to Acts chapter 11. The church is still growing. Now we're moving from, from Jerusalem. Uh, and you have an idea where that is today. Just go north into Syria today, in and around the area of Damascus. And in the time of, of the early church, you have a, a city called Antioch. And in Antioch, the church is growing, and so the church in Jerusalem sends some people up there to find out what's going on and to help them kind of work out what needs to happen in order for them to continue to flourish. And then verse 27 in Acts 11, we read this. During this time, some prophets traveled from Jerusalem to Antioch. We've established that. One of them named Agabus stood up in one of the meetings and predicted by the Spirit that a great famine was coming upon the entire Roman world. There is what's driving a shift in how they're going to prioritize and organize. It's not, a, it's not a virus, it's not a pandemic, it's a famine. But it was requiring them to shift. So the believers in Antioch decided to send relief to the brothers and sisters in Judea, everyone giving as much as they could. That is prioritizing. They prioritized one region, not a program this time, or not, not a, uh, some type of an outreach thing. They just said there's a group of people in, in this area that need extra help. So they prioritized, and then they collected, and they entrusted their gifts to Barnabas and Saul to take to the elders in Jerusalem. And it's just another example of the early church being required to shift when what was or should have been wasn't anymore, shift. And that's exactly what they did. The famine changed everything. And they had to reorganize. They had to reprioritize and then set themselves up in order to make sure that, that all of the vine, not just some of the vine, not just the vine in Antioch, but part of the vine in Jerusalem was able to continue to flourish. And they set their priorities and then they worked around that. And there's these great examples again and again as you read through the book of Acts you will see the early church um, coming into situations that required a shift. And one of the, the positive things about what we've experienced uh, in this pandemic is that it has revealed areas of weakness in the church, um, in the church larger and in our own family. It's in, it's in uh, revealed areas where we're strong. And it's forced us to be focused on being innovative and creative, trying things, which is what we've been working through. And we're grateful for your patience, for your uh, willingness to allow us to try things, and for the input that we get and the feedback on how we can make things even better. So I want to talk a little bit about how we are shifting at New Life, because we're using this time to kind of just move into a new season where we are going to try meeting in person again, but not letting up on some of what we've already been learning how to do. And that includes uh, this online broadcast. 
So where we've shifted is in our leadership through feedback from the surveys that we've done, through talking with many people, through researching and learning from other communities and paying attention to the climate and culture around us, we are going to maintain a strong emphasis on our online campus. And that means we've invested financially in some new kit. Uh, when we meet back into the auditorium, we are doing everything we can to make sure that we can offer uh, an experience for those who are staying at home uh, to watch that it will be a positive experience for them. Now, it's been a big learning curve for us even to figure out how to do this. And, uh, and I'm gonna miss the lovely glow behind me. And you guys think it's the lighting, it's actually just me and my great personality. Um, of course, you all know that. But when we move back into the auditorium, there's a whole new learning curve. And we're going to use uh, the next number of weeks to kind of uh, play around with that so that when we get back to our official relaunching, uh, it's going to go as smoothly as possible. So over the next couple of weeks, you might notice some, some things that are different and some things that we're trying to work on and change, including the location. So one of the things that will help us is if you would just be gracious in bearing with us, but also giving helpful feedback. And we like to use the term, it would be even better if, and then you can finish that sentence. So that's what we're looking forward to. But one of the ways we're shifting is an online campus, and we're going to maintain that. And we believe that people that are joining us online are as much a part of the family as people who are meeting in person. And we want to be able to have both and to do both well. So that's what we're working towards. We're offering a Tuesday evening service now. That's new. Sunday morning, we are going to offer time for adults and we're going to offer a time for children on Sunday morning. And uh, things are in place for that. But we're going to offer Tuesday nights. Tuesday nights are going to have the same teaching, but the format will be very different. It won't be broadcast. It won't be live. Uh, that'll only be for Sunday, but on Tuesday night, it will be contemplative, quiet sometimes, or in, engaging into spiritual disciplines. It will be very much dialogue-based learning rather than just me teaching like this in a monologue. It will be around tables, it will be talking, and it will even be um, potentially some application. So we're going to experiment with that. That's Tuesday night. That's a new shift that we've made that we want to try out and to see how that plays out. We are really pushing uh, what we're calling links. I call them triads. It's three of you meeting weekly, asking a series of questions. You can do whatever else you want, but the questions are the focal point of your gathering. And it might take 20 minutes or it could take an hour. It's up to you. Because we realize that our home churches are still having a difficult time trying to figure out how they can meet well over Zoom or how to have 10, 12 people in your home and feel safe. Switching or making it smaller into groups of three really works. So we are going to keep pushing that and ask you to sign up. If you go to our homepage, newlifecollingwood.com, go down to the bottom, there's a link there for links, and you can click on that and get some more information. Sign up, find two people, tell us who you are, and move along with that. We are maintaining some existing partnerships but we're also establishing some new ones. So our existing ones are the relationship we have with the Dominican Republic and helping there. We've been helping during this pandemic by sending funds down to help Megan with the food distribution. We've been sending money through BIC Canada Global to the church in Cuba. 
helping them with their food distribution. We're maintaining our relationship with Community Connection, and we have been um, channeling some funding through them to help community people that are really struggling during this pandemic. And we've been able to help in a variety of ways. That's a great partnership we have with Community Connection. Now, not to be confused with one community, which is the, the um, alliance, uh, a grouping of churches in the, in the region here uh, that um, work towards uh, helping out in our community and making a difference. So we've got these existing partnerships in place. One new one that we're doing is the Out of the Cold program. It's a kind of a branch of Community Connection, but it's particularly uh, helping the homeless during this time to have a place to live. And that's been well provided for. And where we're very involved is offering space for Out of the Cold to prepare meals that are given to these people every day. And so people come here uh, Monday to Friday uh, in the afternoons and they're making meals that we then take to people that are in the Out of the Cold program. So we're providing the space, but many of our people are also donating food or making food or delivering the food that's been made. And we're grateful for that. So that's kind of a new partnership that's developed in light of the pandemic. And one final area where we are shifting is in uh, relation to what they're talking about as the third wave. The third wave is a mental health wave. And there is a steep rise in people struggling with anxiety or depression. And nobody is really addressing this other than saying, you know, get professional help. Well, in this area, there are not enough counselors, psychotherapists, psychologists to help the people that need help. So what we've done is we've partnered with a local psychotherapist and we are developing a program and we're, it's just in the works right now, we are going to be recruiting leaders who can facilitate support groups where people can come together um, who maybe are young people who are struggling with anxiety or parents of young people or just adults who are struggling with anxiety or maybe it's depression or something like that. And they may not always need the professional help or maybe they do, but there's a group of people that they can meet with every week and talk about how they're doing. And we're training people to facilitate those groups. And I'm excited about this. It's not glamorous, but nobody is, is touching this or addressing this. And we want to, to address that. We've received a grant from uh, Mennonite Central Committee uh, to help go towards the cost of that training and running those groups. And so look for that to be starting in, uh, in the autumn, uh, the training, and then hopefully the groups later as we move into winter, we'll get some groups up and running both for New Life and also in our community. So that's some of the shift. This is the focus on the trellis, you know, the online stuff, the Tuesdays, the links, the, the partnerships, the support group. All of this is so that the vine can flourish. And some of that is for you to take the responsibility on yourself for your growth and development. And we are partnering with you in that. We want to make sure that we don't spend too much time on the trellis, but we've realized that we've had to Part of the shift is, is adapting uh, the structures and the systems that are in place for that to happen. So I wanna finish with, with a big ask of you, you personally. And I want to ask you, how are you going to shift to align with kind of kingdom priorities and to align with our new life family as we move forward into the autumn in re regathering and in reaching out in these new emphases, this new structure 
this new way of being. Whether you are meeting online or watching online or coming in person, I want to ask you, how are you going to be actively involved and engaged in our ministry? And you might be thinking, well, if I'm only watching online, I can't. And, and I would say, yes, you can. Be creative in how you minister in your community, how you uh, point people to Jesus, how you invite them even into the New Life family. And you can do the very same thing in person. How are you going to be generous? Part of the early church's prioritizing and shifting was to just focus on generosity. Here's something I've noticed. There is uh, an increase of sales in new cars during this pandemic. There's an increase in sales of boats, of RVs, uh, of pressure-treated lumber. And you can go through the list. People are spending, and I think people are spending as a way to numb the pain, to alleviate the fear, to try to mitigate the anxiety that they're feeling in these uncertain days. We've turned to things to try to help us get through this. And I'm not sure how the fallout's gonna happen down the road. So one of the ways to work against that is rather than spending on yourself, and we realize that there are just things that come up that you have to spend. So I'm not um, speaking harshly about just natural living, but I, I don't think we're any different than the rest of our society in, in our spending patterns, and yet we can be. So how can you be generous to help other people? We've taken a, a big financial hit here. I don't mind telling you that because people have lost their jobs or they're afraid and they're holding back. But we have things that we want to accomplish, the support groups, the online emphasis, making sure that the vine flourishes, and that requires uh, some generosity from you. So how can you be generous as we move forward going into the autumn? And I'm going to leave that with you to talk to the Lord about as you consider that. And we're talking about equal sacrifice, not equal giving. So what will you sacrifice in order to help us move into this new normal that we're creating? And will you shift your life paradigms to align with Jesus and his kingdom in the weeks and months moving forward? That means you're going to have to say no to some of the things that you're involved in because they're not allowing you the time to prioritize uh, what it means to partner with Jesus and his kingdom. And for some of you, it just means stay the course because you're well on the way. And again, what I'm asking of you is to consider this. We're not demanding it. We're just asking you to consider and to talk to the Lord about what he would have you do. I'm excited about the weeks to come and the changes that are happening. I'm excited about these new areas that we're moving into. I'm also scared and I'm tired of saying, I think so, but I'm not sure. We're fairly confident that we're moving in the right direction, but we're not writing this in stone. And so if we realize that things aren't working, we'll adjust and we'll make changes. And we're very open to feedback and, um, it is a little bit scary and it is a little bit risky, but this is the opportunity for us to, to make that shift. So I'm going to ask that you pray with me now and uh, we'll kind of wrap up our time together. And I just have one final request after we pray. Father, thank you for our new life community, our family of people that have endured this pandemic well. 
and thank you for the support that we've felt um, as staff or as leadership. And Father, where we are needing to shift and, and to be courageous, give us the courage we need. When we need to um, pull back, give us the wisdom we need to do that. Uh, we want to be responsive to your Spirit's leading rather than reactive to our fear. Teach us how to do that well. And in all things, may we show our love for you by the way we love one another. We want to get the love thing right. We want to make sure we do that well. We want to shift well so that the vine can flourish. Thank you for seeing us through this time. Amen. Okay. One final thing. I was reminded this week, a couple weeks ago, I talked about show us your dance moves and then we didn't provide any music. Um, and it just, things got crazy busy here and I forgot all about it. And I'm thankful for the person that reminded me of that. So tomorrow an email will come out with some music for you to listen to and a link where you can upload a 10 second video of you showing us your version of the shift whatever that dance move is. We'll put them all together. We'll take the next two weeks, put that together, have a little thing. I'll do my own version of it, even though I can't dance. We'll draw a name out of a hat and I am going to provide a gift certificate for dinner for two at some local restaurant. And uh, you'll have to give us your shift dance moves in order to be entered into that prize. And it won't be McDonald's. Uh, it won't be McDonald's coupons. It'll be something decent, nice. Uh, it won't be Oliver and Bonaccini, but um, it'll be something in the middle there that uh, you'll enjoy. So uh, stay tuned for that email coming out tomorrow. Watch for it and uh, show us your moves. So we will see you next Sunday, if not before. God bless. Bye for now.